0: Hi,
1: I was waiting for some red-orange lipstick, I, got, <laughs> I, I, I wanted power, and I got it, didn't I?
0: Oh my god, I, I had to get dressed up for you guys.
1: Uh, are you getting dressed up nowadays? Are you?
0: I only get dressed up for IG Lives, that's it, that's the only time I get dressed up. <laughs> does it feel good? It does, you know, it's all about, and Alana will tell you this, it's all about dressing from the waist up, that's what yeah. fashion is about now. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what it's I'm
1: about. cutting, I, I'm cutting all my shirts. I'm taking all my uh I Bambu, Bel Air McQueen, and, and once I cut them for the summer, they feel like brand new shirts. So this is my, this is my gig.
0: I saw you on Ross's um, IG stories, and I feel like you had on a cut off shirt. Were you like in Atlanta last week or like two weeks I ago? Was.
1: I was. Okay. I, I saw was. you with him. <laughs> I, ju- I just hung up with Rick. I I usually drunk dial him when I start drinking. So. Oh my god. I told him I'm interviewing you tonight. And he he said, of course, that's self-made right there. That's what he said. <laughs> for everybody, hold on. So, Carleen, for everybody, I'm Brett Barish. I own a bunch of wine and spirit brands, my past brands, Ace of Spades, uh, uh, Duce, which is still owned with Bacardi, uh, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen. I get to speak to amazing people that have great stories to tell. Um, and the stories I always like to hear about the, the, the getting there, it's not being there, it's the getting there part, which motivates me um, from post Malone to Nipsey to Ross. Uh, we had cheat codes an EDM artist last night. So I had San Holo, another EDM artist from last week who we, we text all the time. I love him, but, <laughs> but great people. And I, Carleen, I start off all these the same way because it's titled "Self-made," and I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you. What is, what it for you, what does self-made mean?
0: For me, self-made means to reach a level of success and you got there by your own blood, sweat, and tears. Not to say you didn't get help, not to say that there weren't people who championed you, but you got there by your own merits, your own efforts, and you just got it and you killed it and you made it to the top.
1: Did you, I mean, and we'll get into it, but you've worked with everybody. Do, do you think, and everybody has a different story, was there was there anybody that you see that, that you feel that way, that they had the same kind of, they would say the same thing? You know, whether it's mm-hmm. a Neo or a Puff or or your mentor uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: at at depth, Ch- was there anybody out there who, or is that your own feeling? You know what I mean?
0: This is my own feeling of what self-made is, but, everybody that I admire and everybody that I work with in the business from Puff to Ross to you name it, I feel like they all are the definition of self-made. You put in the work, you grind, you did it on your own, and you just reach to the top. So 100%, everybody that I've worked with is self-made 1000%. What
1: do you, let's start early. What do you want to do growing up? What was the first thing?
0: Oh, my God. The first thing I wanted to do was be a hairstylist. Why? Yes. My grandmother was a hairstylist. And that's like the first profession that I really saw. So I thought, oh, this is great. So I wanted to be a hairstylist. Then I wanted to be a dermatologist. Then I then I wanted to be Samantha from Sex to the City. So I just knew I wanted to be, I think what remained consistent in my jobs always changing as a kid was that I wanted to create beautiful things. You think about a hairstylist, she makes you feel beautiful. You think about a dermatologist, they are the doctor that makes you feel pretty, you know, cosmetics and skin and all of this. So to produce experiences now about creating beautiful experiences, whether it be your home or... An album release event or whatever. I think the core of what I love to do is create beauty and whatever it is.
1: When I, I, I'm I'm curious. When do you think that common denominator kicked in? Were you because I wouldn't have picked that up until you just said that. Like when did you realize? You know what I like this.
0: It came up. It's so funny. It came up yesterday, just yesterday. I had a young woman. She a young lady. She's fifteen years old, and she shadowed me for the day. We're in production for Fashion Week. And she shadowed me for the day and she was asking me like, what did you want to be when you were my age? And I was telling her this story. And that's when I realized what I love is beautiful things, whether that's homes, whether that's textures, whether that whatever that is, I love the beautiful things. And that was always at the core of what I was passionate about. So it seems disjointed, but it doesn't when you realize the common thread.
1: But isn't isn't that, because I feel like, you know, I'm old and i look old and i am old
0: no you aren't
1: but but hold on but but just hearing you say you just picked up on that is the same thing i would feel or like i'm still learning I'm like still learning. i'm still i'm still realizing things and you just realize what the common it's... core is right yes. doesn't doesn't that make you feel good like oh it shit does. now i get
0: it It does and it also is a reminder that you never stop learning you're never stop curious you're never stop self-realization and just, like, growing as an adult. So I just had my aha moment less than 24 hours.
1: Did – did was there a – we'll get to vanity in a second, but was there there always a goal of doing something on your own, or is that something that developed over time?
0: It wasn't, and it's so crazy. My father was a business owner. My dad owned a bunch of car dealerships where I grew up. So I have always been around entrepreneurs. Then I go and get the job of my life working for Sean Diddy Combs, like the boss of all bosses and just like a hustler spirit. And even at that time, I wasn't thinking I want to go in business for myself. I thought I would work for Puff and then go back working at a record label. But over time, I became an accidental preneur. Like I just had good ideas and people was like loving me. And over time, I'm like, oh, this is a business. But the goal was never to be a business owner at all. That was never the goal. And here I am, seven years in the game.
1: What was there a goal?
0: The goal was to be successful. The goal was to do fly shit. The goal was to have an amazing life. The goal was to be like fly and fat flashy. But how I was going to get it, I didn't know. I knew I wanted to live this big, colorful life and go to Central Pay and do all these things, but how I was going to get there, I ain't have that figured out.
1: Did you? Because I and again, uh, full disclosure. I love you, and I love you more,
0: Brett.
1: We're friends, but yeah. I'm so curious. And it, it you get to the meat of people. But did all that fly stuff that you did come from your experiences, and you realize, you know what? I like this, or did you always have that where you wanted to do that?
0: I always was aspirational. I always loved beautiful things. I always loved things that were over the top. So that was in me. But I think the exposure came from working and working with someone like Puff. Like he's the creme de la creme when it comes to sophistication, it comes to lifestyle. So I had the spark in me, but working alongside him, it just opened up my mind and expanded my mind to it It actually can be a reality for a young Black entrepreneur. Like, I saw it firsthand because I helped organize all of it.
1: So I, I read, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because I read some things and I thought it was kind of mm-hmm. neat. But you talk about, and you even talk about in your website, I do it for the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? Why does that, that mean something to you?
0: That means something to me because the culture is what has always embraced me. I wasn't embraced by corporate America, I wasn't embraced by rock, the rock genre, I wasn't embraced by, like, the pop culture, like, the hip-hop culture is what raised me, It's where I got my footing, and when I jumped out on my own to, you know, start my own business, it was the culture that actually supported me, that actually paid me, that actually hired me for jobs, so that fueled my business, so it's like, I'm always going to do it for the culture, because it's almost like Fuck with who fucks with who fucks with you. As my mom says, like who likes you. So it was the culture that embraced me. But it also and always would be like my first go to.
1: So who else was, I guess the biggest question is, you, I guess two questions, one going to New York, who has been in your corner saying, just go, go do it. Mm-hmm. Who was back mm-hmm. there saying, I'm a, you know what, Carlina, this is what you want, go do it.
0: It was my mom, and it wasn't my dad. So my dad was like an old school dad. He was like, who in the hell moves to New York? Like, it's the craziest, worst place in the world to be. But I honestly think parents just want to protect their children. So it's not that he was hating. He just wanted to protect me. So my dad was like, no, don't do it, where my mom was secretly sending me money and making sure I had, like, a nice meal and would send me extra cash so I could take a cab home and didn't have to take the subway in the middle of the night. So... I came from a super supportive family who was always my biggest cheerleader. And then once my dad saw it like pop off, he's like, "Oh yeah, New York is the place for you." I'm like, "You're late," so that's how that happened.
1: Who and from the work experience side, has there any has there been people that have been there from day one? Oh my god,
0: Tashawn Gale, and you know oh, Yeah. So I'll tell you the crazy story about Tashawn. So I met Tashawn when I was an intern at Def Jam. I was like the eager beaver intern. I was the first person there. I was the last person to leave. And Tashawn took notice of me. And when Tashaun left, I saw him literally the day he was walking out the building. And he said, I'm going places. I'm about to do big shit. And when I go, I'm going to take you with me. I'm like, he's just talking shit. And he literally called me two weeks later, and he's like, I'm managing this artist named Neo. He just got signed, and I want you to come work with us. So Tashaun is who gave me my first job in the music business. Like, I got paid every two weeks. Like, I had never got an opportunity like that. So Tashaun has been, like, my day one supporter and champion this, this whole time.
1: Do, do you do – th- the fact that you're even talking about Tashaun today, does it make you appreciate what what the guy – like someone looked out for you. Someone saw something in you and it means something.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think it's not to be taken lightly. Like even when you meet someone now, it feels like a chance, opportunity, but all it takes is someone giving you a chance to like have this shit pop all the way off. And if he had never gave me that chance, I don't know what I would be doing right now.
1: So so let, let's let stick with Neo. So you mm-hmm. you you said something I read, which I have to know because I'm, I'm still learning. 52 mm-hmm. years old, and I'm still learning.
0: <laughs> You're 52, bro?
1: I'm all, in November, 52, 52. Did you have
0: a 50th birthday
1: party? No, no, I'm not that guy. No, no. Which I, is so
0: crazy, because you built a brand. Liquor is synonymous with celebration, and with Reverly and all these things, and you didn't even celebrate your birthday. I've
1: got lots of issues. I've got lots of issues. This this is helping. So, <laughs> so, so, so Carlene, you you mentioned something that I, I, I want to learn from, which mm-hmm. is you said that with Neo, you had the ability to, quote unquote, move an artist, which mm-hmm. is this key skill in artist management, understanding the life of an artist. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm and I'm around a lot of artists and I constantly am trying to figure them out. And mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean when you can be around them and move an artist?
0: Oh, my God if you, it's so funny you say that, if you've ever had to work with an artist, Brett, and you have a point person, and you're like, this person can't get them to get on the call on time, this person can't get them to show up to a press on time, that means they don't know how to move an artist. So moving an artist is basically a system of like massaging and really getting into their brain to help them get from point A to point B, whatever that is, getting to an interview, Going to their kids' PTA meeting, like whatever it is. And that's when I really learned the art of how to communicate to people, when to communicate to people, how to read people, when to go in to be aggressive, when to pull back. And that, what I learned there has literally taken me from like my whole career because now I service artists and I service musicians. And it's that same skill set that I have to know today. But it really is about pave. Tone, how you speak to them, when you speak to them, there's a whole art to moving artists, and a lot of people can't do it. That's why the good people are dope at it.
1: Is there and you everything you just said I can appreciate, but is there anything? And your answer could be no, it's not. There's never Mm -hmm. one thing. Is there a common core amongst? Is there one thing that you would say? Look in terms of, you know, uh, getting them moving an artist. Is there Mm -hmm. one thing?
0: Yes. I think there's the one thing is realizing that they are human. I think when people work with musicians or famous people and celebrities, they think they're a machine and they are a machine because there's a machine and team of people behind them, but it's realizing that they are human beings. They can get upset. They can be happy. They can break up with their girlfriends. They can have an argument with their mom on the phone. So it's like realizing that they are human and actually approaching them like they are Human. I think that's the key in being able to relate and connect to an artist.
1: So hey, I, Seth. I, I, I think I, on a personal note, I honestly, I always, when I talk to management, management of artists, someone who's magic it could be Tashaun as an example. Yes. I think they have the hardest fucking job in the world.
0: They do, it sucks. But hold on,
1: <laughs> I think you have an even harder job because what you're doing is not one person. You're, you're, you're doing this for multiple, multiple, yes. multiple people, and they all have different personalities. Yes. I have no freaking clue how you can manage that.
0: I only can manage it because I worked for Puff for so long. I feel like if you work in the music business and if you work with Sean Combs, or had the opportunity to work with him. Like, you can do anything. So I feel like for anybody else, they would be going crazy. For me, I'm like, oh, this shit is a walk through the park. So because it's was like, I work with the best of the best. So doing it on my own now is not so crazy. It's not so crazy.
1: Was it, were you nervous? Were you scared to cut the cord from Puff to do your own thing?
0: I was, because I was used to being in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, when you work with a superstar super giant like that, He's the start you're in the background I was very comfortable being there but talking about being self-made one thing I realized as my business was growing and you actually are doing that now Brett in the last few years I'm watching you you have to be the elephant of the room and you have to be comfortable being the walking billboard for your brand it's like we didn't see you for a few years Brett and then you came up and you were doing Forbes interviews and all this is like, oh, shit, we're now seeing Brett. Like the world is seeing Brett. But it's like you have to get to a point where you are comfortable being the elephant in the room and being a walking billboard with your brand. People want to work with Bel Air because they fuck with you. And that's the basis of all of it. So we want to see you and be able to connect with you.
1: Um, did people tell you, don't do this, don't leave Puff? This yes. is, you got it good?
0: Don't do it. You got it good. You're flying on jets. You're going to St. Bart's. You're on yachts. You're flying private. All these things. And I said, yeah, but I want to do it on my own. I want to be on my own jet. I want to be in Central Bay on my own. I want to have, like, my own shit. Like, but some people are just used to, like, the status quo of life. So, like, I can't even be mad at them trying to shut down my dreams because people just don't see it for themselves, but I bet it on myself. And those same people now are like eating their words. right? They're completely eating their words.
1: So I, I, read, I read this and I, I wanna know more because if it's all true, I need to get the insight. The fact that you mm-hmm. rattled this off. Someone asked you about what did Puff teach you? And you said three things, there's three takeaways. Closed mouths don't get fed. What does it mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Closed mouths don't get fed means ask for what you want and don't be afraid to speak up. Think about it. If you're hungry and your stomach is growling, you ain't gonna sit there and be like, oh shit, my stomach's growling. You're gonna say, I'm fucking hungry. And you're gonna say it and people are gonna pay yep. attention to it. So I learned firsthand that like, if you feel a way and you have something to say, like speak up.
1: All right, second, if you want 50, ask for a hundred. Oh, by the this way, what are tea- you drinking? Hold on, hold on. What are you drinking?
0: I'm drinking the original. Ah, oh, sweet. I,
1: I, I'm doing bamboo tonight. I wanted to mask okay. my shirt, match my shirt uh, with my drink. So I got to do I actually had a, so,
0: I had a brunch at my house on Saturday, and we drank two bottles of the Lux Bel Air. So I have plenty of products in my house. Thank y'all. Shout so out to Gracie just,
1: just ask. So if yes. you want 50, ask for 100.
0: That means that people are always going to try to negotiate you down. Whether that's your rate, whether that's your fee, whether you are about to do a big business deal, that means ask for more than what you want. If you want the million dollar deal, like if you want to land on a million dollars, ask for two hundred million. Ask for two million, because people are going always always trying to cut you down, always. And that's just what a business person does. You always want to get it for cheaper, like period. No, but, but
1: but it's funny. Like nothing, nothing that you're saying. It's like most things in life. It's all true, but you just have yeah. to re- remember that and repeat it to yourself. Mm-hmm. you got to, you know, keep it on. It's going to be the top of your mind. So last one, being emotional in business will will have you broke. Make sure you're making mm-hmm. sound business decisions.
0: Yes, that means, and I've seen it firsthand with people who did business deals with Pup, they would be so emotionally driven that they would be missing the point. It's almost like take the meat and leave the bones, like come in what you really tried to come in for. So it's like if you're in business, you have to be a bit ruthless. You got to leave the emotions out of it a thousand away because when you're emotional, you're not thinking clearly and being emotional will have you broke as hell.
1: So Vanity Group, how did you come up with the name?
0: Vanity Group, I came up with the name because the definition of vanity or to be vain is um high belief in oneself it's like the highest belief of yourself so it's like i was like this is kind of dope because if i don't think we can do it there's no one else that can do it like we're the hottest i'm the hottest like there's no one better than me so that is how i came up with the idea of the Vanny group
1: so i i was i i actually i had to look up the definition today because yeah. the word is a very powerful word and it can mm-hmm. be taken Different ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I was wondering when you came up with the name, was it about the people that you wanted to re- represent? Or was mm. it about you and who you wanted to be?
0: You know it was I mean? about me. Yeah, it was about me and who I wanted to be and what I wanted my brand reputation of my business to be. Because the definition is, I think, excessive belief in oneself. Yeah. Like if you're not excessive, that you can do the job and you can kill it day in and day out, then it's like, I don't know what else to give you. So that is the reputation I wanted for the vanity group. Like if we can't get the shit done, then it's like, it's no one better. So the buck stops with us. And so I, once I realized the definition, I was like, oh, this is it. Do
1: you, do you think you could have done that? You started the company a year before, two years before, three years before? Or do you think you were just ready at that time?
0: I was ready at that time. I always tell people you can't rush greatness and the stars will align when the stars will align. So I feel like everything lined up when it was supposed to line up. All
1: right, so all the, I think what you do is, uh, it's like I always say, to I say this internally, I, I think I can be really good at creating one brand that's iconic, that can live forever. Mm-hmm. I, I When I walked by a Ralph Lauren store, and I see their windows and they're changing their windows every, you know, four seasons. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's just so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you make everything bigger than life and everything completely Mm -hmm. different from the next one, the next event. Where Mm -hmm. do the ideas come from?
0: The ideas come from Brett keeping my eyes open. So Diana Reeland, she is the original Anna Wintour. She did this documentary that says the eyes have to travel I don't think you can produce events. I don't think you can create spaces if your eyes are not traveling around the world. So it's about being inspired. I'm constantly inspired, especially living in New York City, especially Soho, where you guys are. Like when I'm in Soho, I'm just inspired by like the heartbeat and the pace of the organization. So my eyes are always open, and because my eyes are open my mind is following my eyes. So I'm always thinking, I'm always dreaming. I'm always thinking about visuals all the time. Do do you think,
1: do you write down your ideas? Like, hey, here's something that, you know, one day I could use, or here's another idea that, you know, this could be perfect for this person one day. That kind of feelings?
0: I do. If I ever lose my phone or don't back my phone up and lose the notes in my phone, I'll be completely fucked up. Like I keep so many ideas in my phone and I always reference them from like I'm gonna need this idea for something or this vibe or this emotion so the notes in my phone is like Carlene's personal library
1: I I think I think it's awesome I think it's amazing Mm -hmm. um
0: but what about you like how do you come up with like all these brands that you create like under the sovereign brands umbrella like how do you say like this is what I want to roll out next, or this is when it's time to sell. Like, how do you come up with this idea?
1: Oh, uh, it's all organic. For me, it's, I, I don't know. It's so funny. I'm still trying to think about things and realize things. I think I'll see, It can. it's bits and pieces. Like I could, just like you, your eyes are open. I, I don't know mm-hmm. when the next idea will come from. Um, but my goal now is, and I'm learning is, and I'm getting better at it is, I don't mind failing as long as, long as I learn from it. And as long as you adapt from it, and as Same. long as you try new things. And like, that's the fun part. And I'm not holding on to one long-term uh I don't think long term in the sense of here's my grand plan because I, mm-hmm. I now I realize it's going to change constantly.
0: Yeah, 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 same.
1: So same. Uh, I don't know. There's not one easy answer, but it's taking bits and pieces from everything and everything you do. Does that make mm-hmm.
0: sense? Absolutely. I I hate when people say like, where do you want to be in five years? It's like I don't know where I want to be in five minutes. Like, fuck, uh, I can't I can't see that far and I also think that puts you in a box. Like, I don't know where I'm gonna be in five years because I'm always evolving. I'm always thinking about shit. I'm always trying to top myself and it's not a time label, a time frame on that.
1: So my my biggest issue in when I started this 21 years ago for the first four or five years. Wow. I didn't trust my instincts. I didn't Mm -hmm. trust my gut. I listened to everybody else and their opinion and therefore then changed what I did. Did that happen to you in the beginning of vanity?
0: It didn't. My go-to breath is go with your gut. And I always say, anytime I've gone against my gut, it's always come back to bite me in the butt. Like My first instinct and my plan A is like always what I want to do. Because I feel like once you're thinking about plan B, you're already setting up that you're going to fail plan yeah. one. So I'm I'm always sticking to my gut a thousand percent. We can't it's, listen to anybody. It's but it's it's it,
1: and this is why I like having these conversations is because one you learn but two for anybody listening it's it sounds simple but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, it's hard to remember those things and it's hard to appreciate those things and it's hard to someone tells you I, I always tell people like the black bottle uh, with Bel Air mm our our industry told us, you can't put it in a black bottle. You can't launch Rosé first. You can't price it the way you did. You're not, it's not really? going to I, And 20 years ago, I would have listened. I would have changed everything. That's right. Mm. Luckily, I didn't. And that was the goal. Luckily, you didn't. I think for me, it's, if I always say this, if I'm going to be the one, I want to be the one to fuck it up. I don't want anybody, to allow anybody else to fuck it up for me.
0: Yeah, disrupt it. And you want to be a leader. If I've ever gone to like, a liquor store, like a spirit store. I've never seen a black bottle. I've never seen an opaque white bottle. Like you never seen it. It's like you guys led, led the trend with that. And so it's like, I think it's dope.
1: So who, if you could do an event, if you could do a world class uh, uh, association, who would it be you'd want to do something for that you haven't Oh my done God.
0: Yet? Brett, my ideal client are people that I am absolute fans of and people that I'm just like, I dig their whole vibe. So that would be Pharrell. That would be Chance the Rapper. I'm obsessed with, have you heard of Flo Millie? You have to make her a black model girl. I'm like obsessed with Flo Millie. So it's people who I think who are really super creative and who are pushing the culture forward. So like Pharrell would be like one of our dream clients at Vanny group and we are obsessed, all the girls in the office, we're obsessed with Travis Scott.
1: We are. And what do you think they all have in common, the people that you're obsessed with?
0: I think they all have in common that they don't give a fuck, they don't care. They do what they want, like they don't care, they're unapologetic, they do it, their swag is on a hundred and I love people who like just don't care, like I'm a rock star, I don't care. I do what the fuck I want. Y'all going to have to eat it or whatever. So I'm obsessed with people who move in that fashion.
1: I love that. Would you change anything that's happened to you? Would you do anything differently?
0: You know what, Brett? I would have probably saved more money before I thought to start a business. I thought that it would just happen so easily. Like, oh, I'm going to quit my job working for Puff, and I'm going to start my business, and I'm going to be balling out of control. I, that did not happen. I had zero money saved up, so I was broke for a very long time, so I probably would do a better job at saving my money. but it also made me appreciate that when I did reach a level of financial success that I cherished it a lot more, and it actually made me i think made me a more keen and a more sharp business woman woman because as you know, if you acquire wealth, the whole point is to Preserve it as long as you can. Yeah. That's always the goal.
1: Is is there anybody out there that you're, that you continue to look up to as is, is your own inspiration?
0: My own inspiration, mm. I'm inspired by so many people. I'm inspired by you all story, Brett. Like I love the story of Sovereign Brands and how it's a family owned brand and it has been. And you guys like continue to like do dope shit. And I think that that is amazing. Um, I'm inspired by other business leaders. Like, I think it's important to read about other business leaders, even even other industries, and take a page out of their book and apply it to your own. So that is what I, what I'm a fan of.
1: Um, last question before we get into some fun. What did you think of uh, my wife's party with Neo?
0: I thought it was so dope. By the way, I thought it was so dope. Thought it was so classy. I totally want to come back to y'all's house because I only got to see like the backyard. So the pull up was gangster as hell. So I was totally into the pull up. And what one thing that I loved about the party was the children who were there and just in their own world and playing. And it's like that really what life is about to create a beautiful life, have this amazing family. You have this rock star over here performing, and your kids are over here. Being able to witness and experience that with you, so I was watching the kids a lot of times, just like watching them in their own world. So I, I thought that you guys did an excellent job with Alana's party.
1: No, it was all Alana's party. What did you think of Alana wearing red while everyone else is wearing white? <laughs> by the way,
0: I didn't even know it was Alana, I was like, Oh, this girl is flat, and then it walked up, I was like, Oh, shit, Alana, like I, it honestly, like I was taken aback by it, like she totally took it back to her model days, but I had to tell everybody the reason I actually met Brett, we met on a yacht in St. Bart's one Christmas, and somehow I started chatting up Alana, and I didn't know who she was, but we started talking about Chanel bags, and like vintage Chanel, and we had a kindred spirit in that, and when we got back to the States, Alana and I stayed in touch, and I don't know if you remember, Brett, but me, you, and Wafa went to this little cafe like by yep. the water yep. and one thing I learned from you Brett is that I didn't know that you're not supposed to cheers with water oh
1: yeah you're the first yeah. person
0: who told me that I never knew that I, I never knew etiquette.
1: that I, I have zero etiquette I'm also the person yeah. who got you on Instagram Alana and I you did, did. I was not on Instagram. Instagram you guys got me that. on
0: Instagram and yeah we were saying like cheers I forget what like the island drink is in St. Bart's but I was so drunk from like my whole time like I'm going to drink water and I had water you're like you're never supposed to cheers with water and I never forget that so now when I go places I feel so sophisticated because I can tell people that like like, oh you're not supposed to cheers with water you're not cultured and it's like oh if you didn't tell me that I would have (laughs) never known.
1: That's awesome. My one value added in life. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I do something at the end, and this will be fun. So ten, 10 words, word association. Give me one word when I ask you something. One word. Okay. Fashion. Carlene. Oh, I love it. Business.
0: Shawn Combs.
1: New York. Grit. Rick Ross. Boss. <laughs> Happiness.
0: Hmm. Joy.
1: Empowerment.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Empowerment. Hmm. Guts. Neo. <laughs> Opportunity.
1: Inspiration. New York. Vanity Group.
0: Dream come true success. Mm. Peace.
1: Love it. Um, Carlene, I love you. Uh, I love you friend. too, Brett. I'm yes. so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. I think you're an inspiration. I think your ideas and your vision, and the way you can bring them to light is just, it's inspiring. Uh, I'll use one of my ask questions.
0: You're inspired uh, by me? please. I, I am.
1: I am. There's, again, you, uh, uh, I think you what you do. I think the fact that you can manage multiple artists like you do and create new, you can you create an experience and people walk mm. away remembering it forever. And I think that's mm. it's genius. Uh, wow. I couldn't do that. I could never do it. And I'm I'm so mm. proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Um, and I wish you all the best. And keep going and don't stop. And uh, uh, all my love.
0: Can I tell you what I love about you, Brett? I love that you are totally about the culture. You're for the culture. We totally embrace you. Your whole, A big part of your business is based off of, like, the whole, like, rock star energy. But I love that, like, you're in it. You know, you make your money doing this. But, like, you live such a life of peace. Like, if you walk down the street, like, a lot of people wouldn't even know, like, who you are. And I just think that that is – so dope because like you are able to separate the two like this is my work life this is my family life and like that is what I aspire to have it's like you can be of something and don't necessarily have to be in it day in and day out and it lets you know that there can be a spectrum to who you are as a business owner so I think that's just like a testament to how dope you are like the fact that you can like be in your barn. In your backyard, like where you live, and then like pull up to Atlanta and like be with Rick Ross and like young Dolph. I'm like, yo, Brett is like so fucking dope. So that is what I want to do. I want to be able to like have lunch with Rick Ross and like him drive me crazy and then like revert back to like my sanctuary and be able to think and be able to create for these people. So I think what you do is like so dope. So I'm totally a fan of that.
1: You promise not to tell anybody I go to bed at 8 p.m.?
0: Me too. Like, I literally, i am in the bed by 10. I don't listen to a lot of rap music when I get home. Like, I can't work for rappers and think about it all day. Like, I'm listening to jazz. I'm listening to, like, French Calypso music. Like, my house is very zen. I don't know if you can see, like, my Bel Air on my bar. But it's like, I try to keep zen vibes. And, you know, you have to have a balance in this industry. And you've been doing it. You've been a GOAT for so fucking long. So shout out to you.
1: Ah, Carleen. it means the world. Thank you, really. And I'm not good at appreciating anything anybody says about me, but you're awesome. <laughs> everybody should hire Carlene for everything they ever need. Hire me. Amazing, amazing life to create vanity in the best possible way. So I'm thank you, everybody. Carleen, love you. Thank you. Bye. Say, wear your mask.
0: Yes, I've been wearing my mask. I'll
1: send you, yes, I'll, mask. I'll, I'll send you masks. I need that, yes. I'll send you, I'll send you, all right? Thanks everybody. Have a good night. Thanks, Carlene. Bye. Bye.